0: Horror guys and gals and welcome back to the we love horror podcast the podcast where we talk about everything and anything horror i'm michael and today i'm joined once again by my canadian brothers to the north mark and brooke from a podcast on elm street how are you guys today
1: what's up what's going on man i'm doing great how are you
0: uh, to be honest with you these past couple weeks have not been great for me but we're we're we're, we're uh, pushing past it it's gonna be fine just you know depression shit but i'm putting a smile on my face today for this recording and we're gonna we're gonna get through it and we're gonna have a good time and yeah (laughs) other than that i've been good but just this this past couple weeks have been really rough for me but i'm getting through it so
1: season two baby
0: yes something to look forward to because holy shit we are now on season two episode one and you guys are the lucky number one people to come on to the first episode so thank you for coming on
2: we're number one we're number one
0: (laughs) of course you are (laughs) um yeah i'm excited really excited to have you guys on uh it's gonna be a lot of fun we got new format changes uh for people that are listening to this episode uh by the time you listen to this episode i will have a new um intro music bit put up um new format changes uh josh bowers from our good friend Josh from horror movie crew actually did all the music that you'll hear in this episode. So going forward, Josh has been doing all the music. Uh, so quick shout out to him. Uh, quick shout out to you and Mark for becoming patrons of the, we love horror podcast last week means a lot to me. Uh, Brooke, you just received your, we love horror t-shirt today. I
1: did. Is that what you're wearing right now?
0: Ooh, that looks so sick. It does. I really
1: like how Freddie looks. it's kind of like unsure because like how small the picture is like on the the website Mm -hmm. i didn't know how it would be like blown up you know but i like it
0: oh good good the, the quality looks good everything everything looks good Yes. Perfect. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah. My, uh, my friend, Chris, uh, did all the artwork for that. So shout out to him too. Like I said, I don't even know if he's going to be listening to this. Um, (laughs) but (laughs) shout out to him for doing the artwork for all of my logo stuff that I just released on my merch store. So thank you again, Mark and Brooke for doing all those things for me. I appreciate your love and support. Uh, not to mention, I just appreciate you guys as friends and collaborators in general. So
2: we appreciate you too. Hey, I, I need a shout out as well.
0: <clears throat> what's what's the shout out for?
2: For my voice acting skills.
0: Oh, you are right. <laughs> yes, I'm so sorry, Mark. I was going to get to that when we got to the game show part. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> um, But yeah, no, Mark uh, lent his uh, voice acting talents to uh, being a part of the We Love Horror game show trivia section. So thank you, Mark, for that as well.
2: No problem. I don't know how, if you want to call it a talent or a misfire, I don't know, but we'll see how it goes.
0: Your commitment was on point. Your voice was amazing. Tales from the Crypt all the way was the vibe I was getting from it. So,
2: <laughs> I tore my throat to shreds for you, Michael.
0: I appreciate it. I really appreciate you.
2: It's cough- coughing up blood for a week and everything. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Um, But yeah, thank you. Thank you guys again for coming on the show. Very excited to, you know, come back with season two, you know, ready to go. And um, what perfect episode to start off with with you guys, because, you know, I won't get too much into it. We've talked about it in the prior episodes, the past two episodes that you guys have been in. Um, But, you know, you guys are my first supporters. So I only found I found it appropriate to have you guys on the first episode of season two. So thank you for coming on.
1: You're welcome, man. We uh, appreciate it. For sure.
0: Oh, of course. Um, and would you guys like to uh, plug in your podcast real quick for the listeners?
1: Sure. <clears throat>
2: uh, we are Mark and Brooke from a podcast on Elm Street. We are a weekly uh, horror podcast where each week we discuss a different horror movie. Uh, we like to watch movies and discuss movies that are a little lesser known or not quite as much in the mainstream eye um but we do kind of sprinkle some of those in as well uh always looking for collaborations guest spots for us and to have other people on as well so if uh if you're open and willing to do that shoot us a dm
0: perfect great job mark you always do so good at that well thank you (laughs) um so uh what have you guys been up to this past week i mean because it hasn't been long since (sighs) we've recorded the others episode i think only like a little less than a week from today we <laughs> recorded that episode. So, I mean, you guys have been quite frequent, uh, but uh, have you guys been up to anything fun? I know it was Canada day yesterday. So happy Canada day, or I guess, happy belated Canada day to you guys.
1: Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, since last time we recorded, I did watch St. uh and over on our Patreon, we mm-hmm. are starting to do these little like flash reviews and uh, I wasn't a fan of say mod. I thought it was kind of too late in the movie where shit started getting crazy and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I wasn't a fan of it, but
0: so is seen it a- it? It's- I haven't seen it. Have you okay. seen it, Mark?
2: Yeah, I've seen it. It's one of those movies that Josh would call a pretentious piece of shit.
0: Mm hmm. <laughs> Yep. I was just going to, you took the words right out of my mouth, Mark, because that was the mm. exact same thing I was going to say right after Brooke was finished. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's it's dog shit, in my opinion.
0: You didn't like it either, Mark? Oh, fuck no. See, I haven't seen it. Um, is it a movie that either one of you would watch again and maybe like the second time? Or is it just a movie that neither one of you are interested in and never seeing again?
2: I'll, I'll be fine never seeing it again. Gotcha. I think,
1: I don't, I don't know, the, the third act. There's some really cool imagery and some of the gore does get pretty intense, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I don't know if it's worth going through the first hour and a bit to get
0: to that. So interesting. Is that, uh, anything else you've watched Brooke? or is that it?
1: Uh, I mean, we, to plug our Patreon again, we did just (laughs) drop a special candidate episode on, uh, yoga hosers.
0: So if anyone's interested in listening to that, go check out our patreon. I love how Canadian you sound you when you say yoga hosers. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hosers, so yoga can... hosers. <laughs> love it. Um what about you Mark?
2: Uh it's been a fucking crazy ass busy week. Um we we've fuck we recorded with you last week. Like what was that Saturday or Friday? Friday? Uh
0: yeah, so about a week from now actually. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and then we recorded our own episode, and then we did our Patreon episode, and then we're doing this episode, and then we have our next episode on Sunday. It's just been, it's been fucking crazy, man. Uh been very busy. Uh, all that stuff on top of my family stuff, but like, I don't know. I've watched a couple movies. I just actually watched Charlie's Farm before we started recording tonight. I've never uh, heard of that. What is that? It's like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre wannabe ripoff, but some of the kills are pretty fucking crazy in it. Yeah, Mark
1: sent me the one kill, and it was absolutely insane. (laughs) Oh fuck,
2: Michael, I'll send it to you after, man. Holy fuck, I was like, I was shitting on the movie to Brooke, and then I was like, wait a second, (laughs) this is probably my, (laughs) this is probably my favorite kill of all time. Now, (laughs) nice. uh, Yeah, I haven't watched too too much this week, other than the stuff that we've had to watch for episodes and whatnot, but.
0: Nice. Well, you'd think with me being, you know, in my depressive state and doing nothing but, you know, laying in bed for days on end for the last two weeks, you'd think I would have a lot to watch that's new, but I don't really have anything new to report on except for I watched False Positive, that new movie that came out on Hulu. Oh, was that
2: good?
0: Um, it was it was good. It wasn't what I was expecting. Um, it definitely has rosemary baby baby vibes for sure um and I think I guess the only thing I was a little disappointed with and this is bias, obviously because they they make it seem like Sophia Bush is a huge huge part of this film and I love Sophia Bush anybody that knows me knows that by now um she's in it quite a lot but she's not in it as much as I was expecting her to be so that was a bit of a letdown for me but uh, obviously she does a great job like she always does but um yeah no this was a good movie I, I would recommend you guys check it out um like I said, it wasn't what I was expecting, but I think I liked the fact that I wasn't expecting or it wasn't what I was expecting. Cause I was, you go into it thinking that it's going to be, you know, um, a certain way. And then by the end, you're like, Oh shit. Okay. That's mm. cool. So, so it does, it does take a little bit of a twist at the end, which I think is pretty cool. So nice. yeah. So I won't, I won't get into any spoilers with that, but, um, as far as that goes, I haven't really watched anything new. I've been watching, you know, binging one tree Hill again, since they, uh, announced the new podcast i've been listening to the episodes and so i decided to go back and watch from season one but like follow along with them as they talk about each episode kind of thing so i'm gonna start doing that again um as far as that goes not really a whole lot on my end to report on so but uh yeah
3: cool
0: Cool. yeah um so without further ado would you guys like to get into the we love horror three question horror round
1: Sure. sure Um, first question, not so much a horror question, but I thought it'd be interesting to ask you guys. If you were to have a person visit your hometown, where would you take them?
2: Brookie, you know where I live, man. I'm not taking them anywhere.
0: (laughs) Oh God. I'd probably have to say the same thing. Like I, I grew up, I grew up in Mesquite, Nevada for like 11 years of my life. And there was nothing special about that place. Really? I guess, I guess I could take Taylor Swift to the casino. So if, if I could pick anybody to come visit me and take them somewhere, I guess I'd take her to the casino. Cause that's about the coolest place we got in the So <laughs> Vegas is only an 89 mile drive. So maybe I'd take her there and we'd just go to uh, Vegas, but nice. Yeah. I wish I could say I was cool and was born in Vegas, but unfortunately <laughs> I was not uh, raised in Vegas. So <laughs> good question, Brooke. What about you? I'm curious to hear your answer. Who, Mark? Mark gave his answer, didn't you?
2: I'll fucking, I don't know, take you down to the fucking St. Lawrence River, maybe. <laughs> that's, that's about all there is in my, in my town.
0: I was going to say, Mark Mark was basically like, I don't have anywhere that I would take someone, so.
2: I, uh, I grew up in a town of like 1,500 people, so there's not much to do. Gallup Canal, I could take someone. Oh, yeah, I could take you to the old pig pen where your feet stick to the floor. Ugh. House. <laughs> Shout out to Teddy Bear.
1: In my hometown, I don't know. I'd probably take you to like uh the Bridgeview Restaurant's pretty nice because you get like a really good look of the bridge from Canada to the
0: USA. Yeah. So oh, cool. It's pretty cool. That'd, That'd be kind of it. a cool site
3: Yeah.
2: Actually, Brooke, your hometown's smaller than mine. I never even clued into that. If we're talking about Johnstown. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Right, Mark, hit us with your first question.
2: All right. Uh what is your well, without giving away what this movie is, um, I'm gonna ask a couple of questions that are kind of related to it. Uh the first one is what is your favorite movie that focuses on crazy slash sadistic children?
0: Ooh. Oh god. The first one that comes to my mind is awfully obviously Orphan. Mm -hmm. such a fucking good movie yeah so good and like i won't spoil it for the listeners but that twist at the end best twist of any horror movie ever like it's definitely up there oh my god it's one of those movies that i wish i could just like do a like a mind swipe at the end of it kind of like in 50 first dates how drew barrymore can't can't remember the (laughs) sixth sense So every time she watches it that would be Mm. me i wish that could be me and i wish i could go back and watch this movie the first time again (laughs) because that twist blew me away but yeah Yeah. orphan for me for sure that's That's a good good one
1: one. uh the first thing comes in my mind is uh children of the corn Mm -hmm. Uh, malachi is still the scariest and creepiest kid in any movie (laughs) i've ever seen
0: yeah so i'd have
1: to go with children of the corn sweet
0: nice and you mark uh
2: i like both those answers actually um I'm, uh, I think I got to lean more towards orphan though. I think orphan is, it takes the cake mainly because of that twist at the end of it.
0: Oh, so good. And, and uh, I can't think of her name off the top of my head right now, but her portrayal of uh, mm-hmm. the girl in that film is so good too.
2: And the fact that it's like loosely based off a of true story is fucking crazy too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, thanks. Good question, Mark. Thank you. All right. So my first question is, would you rather know the date of your death or the cause of your death? <sighs> like, or here, I have a better question. So here's a scenario here. So someone drops off an envelope to your doorstep. Mm-hmm. It has your name on it and mm-hmm. inside is your time and cause of death. Would you open the envelope? The first per- first part of the question, would you open the envelope? Would you want to know? if you knew that that's what it was or would you just rather not know and if you did want to know what would you rather know the cause of your death or the date of your death
2: i'd throw that in a paper shredder i would not want to know
1: yeah like i if i had to pick i would definitely throw it away i went look but Mm -hmm. if i did look i would definitely want to know the cause of it rather than the time yeah i think yeah i'm the same
0: yeah yeah i'd have to i'd have to go with that answer as well because
2: i feel like if you know the cause you can like do things to avoid it
0: yeah but what if you can't avoid it though
2: well if you can't then you can't but i mean if it's like oh you get into a car accident well then i'll never drive a car again
0: (laughs) yeah yeah if you drown i guess you'll never take a shower again so
2: yeah i just won't swim or if i fall off a building i just won't climb buildings anymore
0: (laughs) (laughs) very nice very nice all right, Brooke. Question number two. All right. So I got a couple games for you guys. Ooh. This one's called
1: Role Reversal. Oh, so shit. I want you Fine. to swap a final girl with a horror villain. So I want you to cast a final girl as a villain and cast a villain as a final girl. You motherfucker.
2: Wow. Okay. <laughs>
0: huh.
2: OK, my final girl cast as a villain is Aaron from your next.
0: Ooh, you took mine. God damn it.
2: Because she's so fucking crafty and like just no holds barred. Like she'd be crazy as a killer, I think. Yeah. Who do you
1: think she best like portrays that like already exists? Like who do you think she could play?
2: I think she could be like one of the females in The Strangers.
1: Mm. Ooh, yeah. That's a good one. OK, I like that nice
2: because she doesn't talk a lot in your next either
1: Mm-mm. not really until the end of the movie really and yeah. then she doesn't yeah
0: that would be cool it's like a pre- your okay. uh, your uh, next is a prequel to the strangers mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 fucked yeah. her up so much that she became a murdering <laughs> psychopath yeah yeah i like that idea <clears throat> what about your final villain
3: See,
2: or your final
0: mean. villain turned to final girl i guess
2: because i gotta think of female villains
0: well while you're thinking of that i'll go with my final girl as well since you yeah. took aaron from your next which was going to be mine as well i'll go with um a more classic answer i guess uh sydney prescott from scream because i think it would be cool i don't think they'll ever do it but i think it would be cool to have like her as like one of the killer reveals you know mm-hmm. it would be cool if you know all of this like trauma and all this like you know, losing her mother and losing all these friends and, you know, going through this for so many years has like finally made her snap. And they kind of do that concept in Scream 3. They kind of almost make it seem like, she is going crazy and that she's the one that's doing this and you know Roman kind of almost sets her up to be the killer in Scream 3 so it would Mm -hmm. be cool if she actually was at some point but I know that that wouldn't fly with people so but if that if it was in my own universe and I had to pick somebody to be like a go from a final girl to a final villain that would be kind of cool is to see her go to that um, place and do that switch kind of thing so as far as final villain to final girl goes fuck well, okay, here's kind of a trick question because I'm going to go with Danny from Midsommar because she's technically both. She's technically the final girl in Samar, but she's also kind of the villain because she kills her boyfriend and like ends up burning him alive inside that, you know, that temple thing. So I'm going to go with that answer because I feel like she's kind of both She's Mm -hmm. more so of a villain at the end. I know that it's supposed to be like a rejoiceful kind of ending for her, but Mm -hmm. I mean, she fucking killed, (laughs) she fucking murdered her boyfriend. So yeah, well, I'm going to go with that answer.
2: Okay. I'm going to go with baby Firefly. And she is going to survive the house in ready or not. Okay. okay i cool. like that
0: i like that too <laughs> i don't know
2: i just i saw her name and i was like what movie would she be good in
0: that one She'd <laughs> she's she'd be, be kind of cool fighting alongside samara weaving too
2: yeah yeah mm-hmm.
0: the two of them fighting together would be kind of cool
2: imagine the screams coming out of the two of them holy shit
0: right yeah so cool
2: So I have a fatal three-way fight between Isaac from uh, Children of the Corn, Esther from Orphan, and Henry from The Good Son. Who do you think would come out on top?
0: Did you just come up with this question while me and Mark were talking or me and Brooke were talking about the first question? No, I
2: honestly did. <laughs> it's ironic. It's ironic. But no, because I was trying to think of kids that weren't like possessed by the devil. So I didn't want to do like Reagan or Damien or one of them. So I was trying to think of just like kids that are fucking psycho.
0: So mm-hmm. who who was the last one again?
2: Henry from The Good Son. Macaulay Culkin.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. I haven't seen that movie, so I can't really.
1: OK, See. How crazy he was in it, but uh, he was crazy. I mean, not to anyone who hasn't seen Orphan, I would probably pick that one because it turns out she's not actually a child.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's was gonna be my pick too because right. she, she she's very cunning and she's very uh, I don't know she she I feel like she would be able to get the upper hand like if she was mm-hmm. in a situation where it would be like that situation where it seems like she's going to be the one that, you know, gets taken out. And then she ends up like getting the upper hand and killing them instead. I just yeah. feel like that would yeah. be, that would be the outcome with that. So I'm going to pick Esther as well from uh orphan. Cool.
1: Yeah, and I feel like Isaac was kind of just the the brains of the operation. Like he was kind of like the main guy. I feel like Malachi was the more menacing the muscle. and muscle. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. What about you, Mark?
1: Um.
2: If we're talking just like a straight fight, I would probably say Esther as well. But Isaac has his group of followers. So if if it's an unfair fight, I would say him. Mm. Okay. He would send Malachi in.
0: <laughs> yeah. He would tag team. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right. My question number two is, and this is more of a question for Mark, but I, I I'll ask it for both of you because Brooke, you can kind of like put the scenario in your head at okay. some point if you do have children. So I kind of wanted to go with like a theme based on this film as well. Um, but would you be able to fight against your children if they ever became bloodthirsty killers?
1: No, I'd kill myself first.
0: Okay, good answer. What about you, Brooke?
1: I was going to ask kind of this question in our discussion as well, but I didn't know (laughs) I knew what Mark's answer would be. (laughs) Um, I'll save my answer for like when we get into the one part of the movie that I, I wanted to to talk about. Mm -hmm. Okay.
2: Cause there's one scene where like without giving anything away, there's a scene in the movie that's similar to this scenario. And like, when it happened, I was like, oh my god like they're like it fucking crushed me because i saw like i don't know it's yeah there's no way i could do it there's no way
0: yeah well that was the answer i was hoping you were gonna give mark but my kids. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, don't, I don't think i would be able to either so i'd probably i'd probably let them kill me
3: mm-hmm. yeah
0: so and then i'd be like well Find someone who's gonna fucking take care of you now, you little. Yeah, <laughs> I'd find like to see you gonna cook your you. bacon and egg. Yeah, find someone who's gonna feed you and take you to school and fucking do your homework for you, you little shits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Disrespectful. <laughs> um, but yeah, Uh question number three, Brooke.
1: All right, name a horror character who would make a good late night radio host. <laughs>
2: Uh, Candyman.
0: Ooh, nice. Okay. nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Ghostface from Scream because he just has that mm. smooth, very like yeah. you know enticing voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, those
1: are both really good answers.
2: They both have like that radio talk show voice. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. I would I would either say Ghostface or Freddy Krueger from Nightmare on Elm Street because he could crack the jokes mm. and you know that's yeah and, yeah that's, and, that's good same. yeah. That's cool. I like that question.
2: Nice. Is that who you're going with? Brooke was. Uh, yeah,
1: I probably would have picked Freddy Krueger.
0: Yeah. Nice. Solid. <clears throat> All right.
2: Uh, this 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 question is kind of going a little bit off off the topic of children. Um, which serial killer would you consider dating?
0: Ted Bundy, one hundred percent. I, don't I didn't even need to <laughs> I didn't even need to think about that question because I under I can understand why he was able to like convince so many young women to like get in his car with him because he was hot I'm I'm just saying like he was a good looking guy not Michael's gonna
2: got a little egg emoji <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no no what he did was disgusting and heinous but like I can understand why he was able to use his looks for to his advantage because yeah. he was a very good looking guy and zach efron's portrayal of him in that one film holy mm. fuck like the same person i swear <laughs> so i, I, remember I more how... so imagine J- zach efron as ted bundy <laughs>
3: <Jeez>. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah
2: i remember when like that movie got so much flack because they casted zach efron as zach efron as him they everyone was saying like oh he's too pretty he's too good looking like but realistically bundy was a good looking guy like you said
0: yeah and he yeah, was very like I, like, uh oh go ahead I was just going to say, and he was a very like intelligent too. Like you don't mm-hmm. get a whole lot of serial killers that are actually like really intelligent. Mm-hmm. He was one of the people that was very, very intelligent. So beauty and brains all in one. So obviously. yeah. I was going
1: to say, uh, I made the mistake of watching cause they released the Ted Bundy videotapes like oh, yeah. two weeks before the Zach Efron movie. And I watched that first and I probably should have waited so I can <laughs> wouldn't be, you know, as disappointed, but, uh, um, I was going to say, like, I wouldn't date him, but I would definitely befriend him would be, uh, uh, I think, is it Edward Kemper? Ed oh, Kemper, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Ed Kemper, yeah. Because um, the way he's portrayed in uh, uh, in that TV show um, on Netflix, he's, like, super smart, man. He's, mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy how smart that guy
0: is. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. What about you, Mark? I see you more of as an Eileen Wuornos person myself, but oh my God. I was going to say, <laughs> just
2: kidding. I was going to say John Wayne Gacy, but all right.
0: <laughs> oh, you did. Da- you date John Wayne Gacy, huh?
2: In the clown outfit in the.
0: Clown. Oh, okay. Yeah. With, with the whole get up the makeup, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Smare okay. That paint all over me. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> turning into that kind of podcast now. All right. <laughs>
2: I don't know too many female serial killers besides Eileen Warno's. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I can't think of any off the top of my head. I don't know. I've always had like a a soft spot for Ed Gein. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe I'd take Brooks Road and like befriend him and help him make some of his furniture and shit.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: God. <laughs> do, do you know that he's making furniture out of people's skin or are you are you unaware uh. of that?
2: Hey, man, you could set up a nice Etsy shop and you can make some bank.
0: Interesting. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> whatever floats your boat, Mark. Clown <laughs> makeup and skin furniture. Okay, we know what Mark is into in the bedroom, so.
2: <laughs> Who wouldn't want a nipple belt? Come on.
0: Hey, hey, I did tell you that one time we talked about this. I did tell you that I want you to make me out of a lampshade next to your bed. <laughs> so that what I can, the fuck? So that I can, so that, <laughs> This is totally out of context for Brooke and everybody listening, but me and Mark used to do like this 20 questions thing. And that was what, I don't remember what exactly the question was, but we got onto the subject of like skin belts and shit like that. And then I said, I said, um something about being able to watch Mark sleep at night because I was being, you know, creepy and weird. And then well, it was, was really like, creepy. Oh, oh, whatever, Mark, not as creepy as you saying you'd make me in a lampshade so that you could shut me off and on every day and night. So. <laughs> so equally as creepy here um but yeah <laughs> the listeners are about to tune off of here now you're gonna like yeah. a bunch of fucking off the rails yeah welcome to season two everyone <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right top three favorite horror films set in winter go Brooke.
1: oh just right right off the jump eh uh <laughs> yep. um, the shining Mm-hmm. I'll go with I mean, just off the top of my head, I can probably think of another one I like more than this one, but Frozen. Like not the kids' movie Frozen, but the uh <laughs> the other go. one. Yeah. <laughs> and what is another one? Um oh, Brooke, you like The Lodge. Oh, fuck you. I hate that movie.
0: <laughs> you didn't like that movie, Brooke?
1: No,
2: it's terrible. <gasps> Did you like it, Mark? That was my reaction when he told me that. So
1: because I liked it a lot. It's a fucking great. And render. uh I'll go with 30 days of night.
0: Ooh, fuck you, Brooke, because that was one of mine too.
1: <laughs> well, I was gonna pick Mark because I know exactly which one he is. I know in. what it is too. <laughs> what is it?
2: Okay, my I gotta go with the shining as well, like because how can you not? Um, misery. And I have like three. Can I do like 3A, B, and C? Sure. Okay, I'm going to say Krampus as my third, but honorable mention is The Thing and Black Christmas. The original Black Christmas.
0: All right. Okay, all right. Uh, For me, I'm going to go with 30 Days of Night, uh, The Shining, and The Thing from 2011. Not the original. I love the original, but I think I like the, the 2011 one a little better and i'm gonna get a lot of hate for that if Mm. people didn't sign off after the skin (laughs) belt and lampshade thing they're gonna sign off after that
1: (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) hey man people still listen to hmc after they gave the thing like a fucking less than a two-star rating oh Oh my my god
0: i was like i was about to unsubscribe from horror movie crew there for a second (laughs) josh josh jess and seth are lucky i love them so much well, Seth and Jess, I guess. Joss, not so much, but...
2: <laughs> Did I say the movie that you guys thought I was going to? One I, thought were, I thought you
0: yeah, were... I thought The Thing was going to be on your list. Yeah, I knew it was Misery,
1: 100%. <clears throat> hey.
0: That's a good one. Hey, you're, The Thing was on your honorable mention, so I know you somewhat, Mark. There we go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for participating in the Wheel of Horror 3 Question Horror Round
2: thank you for not giving us a choice
0: <laughs> i never do and i never will so <laughs> when you come on to here you're contract you're um contractably obligated to participate so actually i send you guys waivers every episode yeah. to make sure that you guys you know just sign here sign your name here you know uh we waive you waive any you know rights to sue if you you know any harm wrongful death or anything like that so you know yeah that sort of thing (laughs) but uh yeah so without further ado guys are you ready to get into the film we are talking about today
1: oh yeah yeah
0: and what film would that be
1: it is 2008 the children
0: and this was your pick brooke because um i wanted to start off uh season two of the we love horror podcast with something a little bit different so I decided that it would be fun to do winter in July just to kind of go to do a playoff, like the opposites thing. And uh, I thought it'd be fun to do like a winter in July all month long where I just do winter themed horror films. Um, and so we also started doing a new format, which is called the genre wheel spin, where each week, like every time I have somebody on, we'll, we'll spin the wheel and whatever genre or like sub genre of horror lands on is, is uh we'll pick a movie from that sub genre. So this week we got slashers. Mm-hmm. um yeah. and so we had to find this was kind of tricky for me because i was like finding slasher movies that are set in the snow not very many of them
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. right yeah
0: and you've got your classic ones like black christmas and you know uh what's another one i'm thinking of i don't know black christmas is the the first one that i thought of when i thought of slasher films and i was like i don't really quite want to watch do it that. i want to do yeah better watch out it's a good one um i didn't really want to do that though so i kind of thought of something a little bit different
2: mm-hmm. so i'd never heard of the one that you picked
0: Frit, frilt vilt i think is what how you say it in norwegian it's a norwegian horror film and um my it like uh, cold
2: prey in english or something cold
0: prey in english yeah um oh, but it's, okay. it's about a group of like skiers they go they end up going like skiing up this mountain one of them gets like really hurt like that he breaks his leg and so they end up finding this old abandoned like hospital type thing so they take him there and there's this like serial killer that's like living there and he ends up like mm-hmm. picking them off one mm-hmm. by one type thing uh like your typical slasher setting but it's actually a pretty good film um i the first time i ever heard about it was actually 10 plus years ago because i had a norwegian um we had a norwegian foreign exchange student that lived with us that became my one of my like best friends like she's my sister and she lives in norway and she told me about this film and mm-hmm. i watched it with her and i was like wow that was actually really good so and I wanted to pick films that not very many people had heard of. So I was like, you know, Curtains is a good one. Mark, you picked that one. Brooke, you mm-hmm. picked The Children. And I picked Fr- Fr- Frilt- Vit, I think is how you say it. Um, and uh, Brooke, your pick ended up winning, so.
1: It did. I was kind of surprised. Um, I hadn't heard of your movies either. Um, So I was kind of interested to see where this poll would, would go. And it was pretty yeah. close.
0: Oh, God, it was a it was I literally thought we were going to have to do a tiebreaker between curtains and uh, the children, because right at the end, your pick went up by one point and one like right at the last Mm -hmm. minute. Um, But it was like seven, seven, eight, eight, like all the like it was like right neck and neck the whole time. And I was like messaging Mark the entire time, like, you know, updating him on that and was like, look how close it is. And uh, (laughs) yeah, I got really close. So, um, yeah, that was fun. I'm really excited to talk about this movie.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. me too
0: so uh uh the synopsis is a relaxing christmas vacation turns into a terrifying fight for survival as the children begin to turn on their parents so Mm -hmm. kind of a scary concept actually yeah Yeah. because i mean it's not unusual for like older children like specifically in their teens to murder their parents i mean like i i'm a true crime fanatic so like i know all about like store reading stories about like children that murdered their parents because you know they're lashing out or you know they wouldn't let them see their boyfriend or whatever so you Mm -hmm. know it's not unusual but for the fact that these kids are like four five like years old that that's that's scary Mm -hmm. (laughs) and children children in horror movies are scary enough but then you put them in the role of like a knife wielding fucking maniac and it gets really scary
2: (laughs) yeah
0: Mm -hmm. um but uh the IMDb score is a 6 out of 10, which I think is pretty good. Or...
2: Whoa, we're jumping ahead, Michael.
0: What? Oh, crack them. Yeah, what do you got... <laughs> What are you guys drinking today? <laughs> Jesus, I uh, think with you guys being on the last three episodes, you think I'd be used to this by now, but... Yeah, um,
1: no. I'm just drinking a standard-ass Coors Light. Oh, Very gross, nice. man.
0: Basic bitch. <laughs>
2: just kidding. Gross drinking some coors water are you uh i'm drinking a railway city orange cream sakale. and uh i bought two of them and i drank one a while ago and it's not good at all but it's it's in my fridge and i have to drink it so i'm just powering through it
0: that's too bad i'm sorry i am drinking good old seven up which is not my first choice i actually do not like seven up that much but it was the only thing that was in the fridge so
1: Hmm.
0: oh nice little crack a little (laughs) sizzle (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but yes thank you for reminding me mark i was actually going to bring that up as soon as i got done talking about the imdb score but you cut me off
2: i was just getting thirsty man i'm sorry
0: it's okay um yeah so the imdb score is a six out of ten which i mean pretty solid score i would say yeah i think so yeah you know and we talk about it a lot on this on this podcast like horror movies don't exactly get a very good rating
3: so Mm -hmm.
2: no
0: pretty it's pretty good score to have i would say
3: yep
0: Mm -hmm. um it was directed by tom shankland and he's known for i don't have him for very much on here because as I said before, I don't know a lot of like what these actors or what the director has done. Um, but uh, he directed the killing gene from 2007, this film, obviously uh, eight episodes of the missing and three episodes of house of cards, uh, six episodes of Les Miserables as well. The mini series.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he did a lot of uh, like couple episodes on TV shows, like uh, a lot of the Marvel shows on Netflix like, he did like an episode or two on those. Mm-hmm. um so yeah it's a lot of tv
0: yeah more tv work than than movies but uh written by it was written by paul andrew williams and tom shankland uh it stars eva birth as elaine and i only have her down for one thing uh the children but she is in a lot of television work like she's done a lot of uh television uh nothing that i knew her from personally so <laughs> if you guys have anything that you know them from just shout it out
1: no, I didn't know anyone really from this whole movie. I feel like
2: Robbie looked familiar, but that's—he's pretty much the only one.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, a
1: lot <laughs> of the kids really didn't go on to do much else.
0: No, not at all. Yeah. Um, Stephen Campbell Moore is Jonah, and he's in eight episodes of *Ashes to Ashes*. I had to put this one down. Uh, he's in four episodes of *Titanic* the miniseries, and he plays—he <laughs> <laughs> plays Thomas Andrews um i've never seen it but it did spark my interest so maybe that's a show i'll watch later uh he's also in a film called complicit that came out in 2013 and he vo- also voices a couple of video games so he uh voices uh in assassin's creed black flag and final fantasy heaven's ward oh cool so, and he's in the downton abbey movie from 2009 19. hmm oh. mm-hmm. Uh, Jerem Sheffield as Robbie and he's in 10 episodes of Coronation Street and 307 episodes of Hollyoaks that's where I saw that's where I recognized him from because I have seen Hollyoaks before Um, never heard of it. never finished it though (laughs) (laughs) Um, Rachel Shelley as Chloe and she's actually I recognized her right away because she's in four episodes of Ghost Whisperer she's in 54 episodes of The L Word Uh, she's in three Mm -hmm. episodes of Once Upon a Time and eleven episodes of Deep State, so she's been in quite a few prolific uh, television shows, and so I I knew her. She was the only one I recognized out of all the whole cast, though.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and uh, the last one I have on here is Hannah Toynton as Casey, and she's in twenty six episodes of Hollyoaks, uh, three episodes of The Inbetweeners, and four episodes of Penny Dreadful. And uh, as far as like the box office goes and the budget, like I didn't find anything online of like how much they made this movie for. Mm-hmm. So, but the the box office worldwide only made um one million three hundred thousand and fifty one dollars so not a lot of money either um Hopefully and i'm guessing that's bit. just in the uk where they filmed it yeah i'm assuming that's where the <laughs> worldwide is coming from uh and as far as this movie goes with fun facts there aren't any fun facts either
2: hmm. fuck this movie's boring man i know
0: i know Apparently. <laughs> we're kind of having a boring uh, a boring start to this film, aren't we? <laughs> um but uh yeah, did you guys have anything else you wanted to point out before we get into the discussion?
1: I don't think so. No, I don't think
0: so. Cool. So, uh you get like this opening scene where it's just a bunch of establishing shots of the forest, you know, it shows like the forest at night and I think the sound design in this in this first scene is really on point. Like you hear like the cracking of the, you know the trees and the the snow and the all that it just it sounds so cool like the, the sound design is really really good in this film that's one oh, yes. of the pluses that I that I'll uh, get into later on in the film, um, but uh, then you see the car driving through the woods. And they end up getting the house and everybody greets each other. And I thought this house, the outside of this house kind of reminded me of the house on your next a little bit. Did you guys get yeah. that? Right too? Oh,
1: exact same feeling. I yeah. Did too, yeah. And uh, I don't know if it was just me, Mark, but I could tell like right away that this snow was fake looking. <laughs> yeah. 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 I <laughs> got <see> that too. <laughs> which isn't like a bad thing. I just, I never really like, noticed it before in films, mm-hmm. which I think,
2: like it's a testament to what Michael was saying of how good the sound design was. Cause well, I guess if it was filmed in the UK, they don't get a lot of snow. So, I mean, they would have had to really work on that sound design in post because they wouldn't have like the really cold trees, which is what causes that cracking sound. And like with the fake snow, like I don't think fake snow crunches like real snow does. No.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they did a really, really good job making it look like it was winter. But mm-hmm. I I agree with you, Brooke. I was going to bring up the same thing. I was going to say it kind of it didn't really look realistic. Like the snow didn't look real to me.
1: Yeah, no, no.
0: Um. You know, and you kind of get introduced to all these characters right off the bat. Um. You know, you get Casey. She's the teenage daughter. And she's kind of, you know, the and I kind of got um she kind of looks like emma stone to me in some parts of this movie but then she also kind of looks like amber tamblin too like amber tamblin is tibby in the sisterhood of the traveling pants is casey in this movie (laughs) yeah
1: literally i wrote the exact same thing about emma stone she looks exactly like emma stone in super bad
0: yeah actually she does you hit the yeah you hit the nail on the on the head but yeah uh you get introduced to her and you get introduced to all these kids and Um, You get like right off the bat that Polly like he's the the younger son of the of Kate like she's Casey's younger brother youngest Mm -hmm. brother and you can tell he's not feeling super well like as soon as they get there he's like already kind of acting weird. Um,
2: I took it like he kind of seemed to me like he was possibly on the spectrum like autistic.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's what I thought
2: at first, too.
1: And yeah. This opening scene of them introducing, them introducing the characters—it was kind of like there was too much going on at the start. Like, I would have liked a kind of slower introduction to the characters instead of like all the kids yelling and you know mm-hmm. trying to oh, figure out who, which characters are who and like who's whose kid and all that stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because I kind of got confused at certain points in this movie, like whose kid is whose, because um, at some point, at one point, I thought Miranda was uh chloe's daughter
2: yeah i got that too because like each family has like a weird dynamic where like they pick one child from the other family and they kind of have like a stronger bond with that kid and i bring that up later on in my review too like with one of them but it, yeah it's weird that way
0: yeah it was it was it was it was really like i agree with you Brooke, and i, I actually bring that up a little bit in my review later when we get into like the re- uh the reviews and stuff but yeah i felt like there was a lot going on in this scene and like i felt like i was like okay whoa these care i don't even i don't even know these characters but i also mm-hmm. kind of like that because it's like i feel like that might have been kind of a purposeful choice maybe because you know what it's like to visit people on the holidays, like visiting family. It's Mm -hmm. chaos. You, you get the moment you get there, you're thrown into this, whether you want to be there or not. And most often than not like my (laughs) extended family, most of the time, I don't want to have anything to do with because they're just, you know, that's another story for another day, but I feel like they did a really good job kind of throwing the you as audience members into this chaos. And it kind of adds to like the Holy shit, like what is going on here?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. Speaking of, you know Christmas movies that's kind of the same with home alone right Mm -hmm. yeah exactly
0: yeah yeah you get like you get like the whole family just kind of all crammed in at one and at once and you kind of have to you know learn about these characters like really quickly it doesn't give you a lot of time to breathe so
2: that's where a movie like Krampus like it it does really that job really well right like because you meet the one family first and then you meet the secondary family and they're two like very very different families so it it there's a big difference between the two of them, like a big, uh, contrast. So it keeps it easy to di- differentiate between the two families.
0: Yeah. And I, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't want to spoil too much about like with my review, but I feel like this movie could have benefited from being a little bit longer.
3: Um, mm-hmm.
0: cause this was a relatively short film. Like it's not, it's just under like <laughs> an hour and a half, but like it yeah. feels yeah. like it really, really rushes into things, maybe a little too fast for my liking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they could have benefited for maybe a little more character development beforehand and maybe kind of giving more of an explanation on what is going on with these kids, because you don't really get that at all during this entire Mm -hmm. film. Like you really don't get an explanation of what this thing is, like what this is, why it is only affecting the children and and not the adults. And I, I feel like they could have benefited from really kind of delving into that a little bit more. Cause that, yeah, was one of the, that was one of the nitpicky things I had about this film was I just feel like I was like, I don't, I'm not invested in any of these characters.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that's what all of us say in our reviews later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I do like the Casey character because I feel like you who out of everybody, you get like the gist of what her character is right off the bat. She's the snotty teenager. She, mm-hmm. you know, she rebels against her parents, all that stuff. And, you know,
2: they pulled her, her away from a party that she wanted to go to that weekend. Mm -hmm.
0: yeah yeah so she's being the bitchy pissy you know "Eh, i'm gonna stand on my phone the whole time (laughs) uh but uh yeah so then you get like these just these shots of them interacting with each other and um (laughs) there's that shot of casey and she's like standing in the in the foyer and she's like trying to use her phone but there's like no service and all the children are just like running around her and just Mm -hmm. being annoying and i'm just like
2: i said to my wife as i was watching this like if anybody ever asks why we don't have a third kid i'm gonna show them this movie (laughs)
0: good point (laughs) this is the movie that i'm going to show people for why i don't ever want kids actually (laughs) just kidding i do want kids at some point but it's just when i watch movies like this or when i like when i talk to you or josh or other people that have kids and i'm just like oh god i i cannot have i can handle not having kids for another 10 years (laughs) we like to complain
2: about them but they're pretty good most of the time
0: yeah um and then you get like this uh scene where there's where Casey ends up moving to the couch and she's sitting you know there and Miranda her sister sitting there with her dad and uh she's asking um uh not Jonah but uh what's the Robbie Robbie yes she's asking Robbie you know if they have reception anywhere and he's like oh I can show you a spot and then Miranda's like she's not supposed to be on her phone she's grounded like she's (laughs) such like a little brat yeah (laughs) and she uh she's basically like uh they hand her like a drink like i think it's whiskey it looks like whiskey or something Mm -hmm. and she's like casey's drinking whiskey, alcohol Mm -hmm. i (laughs) think it was whiskey yeah 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 and then there you get that little like subplot with her dad um talking about like chinese medicine type of thing and like he's talking he has like a little conversation with his daughter in Chinese and all that stuff. And th- those are, these are the kind of moments that I wish they would have expanded on more. Like, yeah. this is what I'm yeah. talking about with, with the more of a backstory of like, okay, well, you know, if you're, if you're going to go that route, then, you know, kind of expand on it a little more. Don't just give mm-hmm. us like little, but that's just like, you know, like I said, that's just nitpicky stuff.
1: Yeah. And uh, the rest of the kids are upstairs sleeping. And then Miranda is like allowed to stay down there with, with mm-hmm. the parents and stuff like that, just
0: kind of hang out.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's not much older than the other kids, really.
0: No, she's <clears throat> she's she's a little bit older, but she yeah, she's not.
2: I'd give her like nine, and the other kids are like, well, yeah,
1: yeah, because one... like Leah Leah comes down because she can't sleep or something like that, so they kind of make Miranda take her up to bed, mm-hmm. and uh, and you get a little bit of foreshadowing um, a couple times in this movie towards some of the kills i don't know if you guys noticed
0: yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh well and then i noticed that also like miranda is kind of acting weird in the scene already too because she's kind of giving casey like really weird dirty looks like yeah like these subtle looks like here and there and and then as you were saying brooke like leah ends up coming down and she's saying that like polly's scaring her and Mm -hmm. so they have um Miranda take Leah back upstairs, and they're like all playing and stuff. And but Polly's sitting in the corner. He's like just staring off into space, playing with his like xylophone thing. Yeah. And ooh, this scene grossed me out so much because like Leah coughs and she like ends up like coughing up a bunch of shit, but then she wipes it on the fucking on chair next.
1: That's <sighs> just typical kids, right?
0: Yeah. Oh so god, strange. another reason why I don't plan on having kids anytime soon because they're just gross.
1: <laughs> she does it later where
2: she like wipes it on her pillow too. And <sighs> That. yeah disgusting. And
1: i that after this like she wipes it on i don't know why like they had to do this but the camera like zooms in on mm-hmm. the stain yeah and you get this like kind of like bacteria thing i was like it's like the cells port- are
2: like attacking each other
0: or something
1: yeah like i yeah. thought it was kind of pointless like we kind of know already that the kids are sick with something mm-hmm.
0: yeah and it's like if they're not going to expand on the virus any further why show what it looks like like, exactly. it, just, it just seemed kind of pointless to me as well. Um, it didn't seem like it was really necessary if they weren't going to elaborate on it. Yeah, and I wasn't
1: <laughs> sure how, like, to take Miranda's character in this because I couldn't tell if she was, like, infect- like infected like them or if she was not infected. I feel like she may have been doing it, like, on purpose. Like,
3: mm-hmm.
0: kind yeah.
1: of...
2: Maybe like... she's just psycho
1: yeah
0: (laughs) yeah maybe maybe um yeah and then so she uh casey ends up going outside with her uncle and they end up like finding the spot with like the phone reception which is just like next to a big pile of like wood that they've (laughs) cut basically it's just like outside of the house it's just like how how did you come to that conclusion that that's the one good spot where you have reception i don't know I don't know, because that's a huge property. Like, how did he know like that's the one spot that gets good reception? It just hiding yeah. back there again, BJs, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Sm- <laughs> maybe that's where he goes to smoke most of the time instead of the greenhouse. I don't know.
2: See, this is something that I bring up later on too, but I'm not gonna talk about it now.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she ends up like calling her friend Lisa, but it ends up going to voicemail, so she just leaves a message and says, uh, just you know, come pick me up, whatever. And then that's when you hear the cat because there's a cat in this film as well. He's called Jinxie. And uh, you hear him like growling and yelling in the woods. And I had a question about this scene because you see her go off towards the cat. And I'm wondering if this whole time, and I don't want to spoil like the ending or anything, but I'll get back to it. Just remind me to get back to it at the end when we get to the end scene and and we'll talk about it because I had some questions about that. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> um. Uh, but Elaine and Jonah, like, this is a scene where Elaine and Jonah are getting ready for bed, and she like finds his Chinese medical files like sitting out, and she's like, "Oh, you brought these?" And he's like, "Yeah." And why did you like cut me off earlier when I was talking about it? You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. She she's just like, "Well, I'm proud." He's like, "She's I, I'm proud of you and stuff like that." But I don't know. There's like, a, there's there's just not enough. They they no. try they try to give you character development with these characters but there i don't feel like there's enough really
1: yeah the only one for me was the lane and that was only in later in the movie
0: yeah Mm -hmm. same like because because when it gets later in the movie and shit actually starts happening like i actually did start liking her character but only then did i really start you know exactly yeah um and so uh chloe ends up going into the kids bedroom to check on them and she ends up saying good night to leah and that's when it zooms in on like the, the spot that she wiped on. Cause you can hear Leah like breathing and she's like having trouble breathing. Right. And then that's when it shows like the bacteria moving inside of it. And, yeah. uh, and then it shows like everybody's sleeping, but Polly is standing there watching them sleep. And yeah. I, I kind of thought this was cool. Cause like the way the the way the shot fades in, like the tree, it almost looks like veins on his face. Almost like,
1: okay. I never noticed that. That's cool
0: yeah like when the way that i and i think it was purposeful because the way that the tree is like sitting on his face is like perfectly and it almost looks like veins almost like the the virus is spreading yeah um, to his brain maybe yeah i don't know i don't know if that was purposeful but i i just saw that as like a kind of like a stylistic choice that they decided to go with with that um but i I thought kind of thought that was kind of interesting Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah, so this is the scene where they're all like playing outside and they're like throwing snowballs and stuff. But Polly, of course, he's standing there like with his, you know, xylophone and he's just, you know, playing with it and not paying attention to the others. And uh, Polly yeah. like drops the sled and like sends it down the hill and hits the parents like on purpose. Oh, he hits the mom, right, yeah.
2: hits Chloe. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, because because uh, Miranda is like standing outside of like this yellow tent. And she tells Casey, she's like, no adults in the tent. And Casey's like, I'm so sad I could (laughs) fart. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, I
1: just clued in. This was more foreshadowing for later because Polly hits the sled into Elaine's leg. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And not only that, but then you like, it goes to like inside the tent, you see the cat's collar like just hanging up. Yeah. And you hear like the kids like laughing and giggling. And this is the part where Miranda's kind of like, she's kind of you can kind of tell she's uncomfortable still. Like, she's mm-hmm. like, what is going on? Like, you can tell that she's having this inner tor- turmoil or she doesn't feel comfortable being around the other kids. But and I th- I don't think that it's fully taken over her yet at this point. Yeah.
1: No, and I like their little, like, tent thing because this kind of, like, shows, like, us as kids, you know, we had we put, like, a blanket over the table. We'd have, like, our secret fort, and no one was allowed in except for mm. us. So like the parents just think it's like some fun thing they're doing. But in reality, this is where they're doing all their (laughs) fucked up shit.
2: (laughs) Well, that's another thing I was going to bring up before we got too much further. Um, Did you guys notice the cat collar hanging up inside the tent? Yeah, Yeah. that's why
1: I think Michael pointed that out.
2: Oh, did you point that out? Oh, sorry. My bad. I must have
1: tuned out there for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they never like show the cat. They just show show the collar through. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. And then you get like this kind of, um, brief conversation with Robbie and Jonah. Cause Robbie, uh, goes and sits next to Jonah and, uh, Jonah's talking about how, you know, about Chinese medicine and how it's a huge market and how, uh, there are 50 new viruses every year or whatever, like reported every year. And I kind of found this scene to be kind of like foreshadowing of, you know, another film Real that was life. before its time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like this is another film that was made way before its time. um, but yeah they're they're talking about that and he like starts flipping through the book and you notice that all the faces that are in the book are all scribbled out and like like made out to be like funny looking faces and shit yeah. that we
2: used to do in textbooks as kids and stuff like <laughs> yeah. pretty, pretty common to see textbooks <laughs> like that.
0: Yeah um, and then this is the scene where Polly pushes the sled down the hill and it because Chloe comes out and I'm assuming she has hot chocolate on like this tray she comes out with like something some yeah. like that yeah. Yeah, and so he pushes the sled into Chloe and like it runs into her, and then she spills the hot coffee all over Jonah. Mm-hmm. And then he goes chasing after Polly because, like, Polly goes running off. Because I found this scene kind of humorous until he like spanks him, but I just thought it was funny because I can relate to that. Like, when we're kids doing something we're not supposed to, do and then our parents go after us, and we're like, no. Yeah,
3: <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Um, I was gonna ask you guys were you guys spanked as kids? Yes.
2: <laughs> it's actually funny that you, <laughs> that you bring this up because. We were at my parents last night for for supper, and uh <clears throat> Sarah gave our our younger one just like a little tap on the butt. And uh my mom goes, Did you just spank like she was just joking, but she's like, Did you just spank him? And I said, Don't you even talk about spanking a kid? I said, I grew up being your child. I can attest to all the spankings and yellings and fights that we used to have.
0: <laughs> yeah oh man yep nope we i i definitely got spanked so yeah yeah it was a different spanked. time back then
1: yeah spanking and hot sauce for me hot sauce actually funny
2: story again my mom, one time she heard me swear and I was like four or five, like I probably said like hell or damn or something like that. And she's like, I'm going to wash your mouth out with soap. So I went to our bathroom and we had a bar of soap in the bathroom. So I like took a little bite out of it just to see what it would taste like to see if like I could handle it or not.
0: Never swore again.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, you, you listen to our podcast, man. <laughs>
0: so, no, I mean like as a kid though.
2: Uh, Not in front of her
0: no actually mark liked the taste of the soap and he's been eating soap ever since he actually featured on one of the episodes of my strange addiction yeah guys didn't know yeah
2: the whole time i'm just like fuck shit fuck shit chomp 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 (laughs) it's
0: almost like you have Tourette's or something yeah oh man um (laughs) but uh yeah so this is the scene where you get that scene with Miranda and Chloe and this is the scene that i thought that chloe was miranda's mother for a second
2: that's what i mean like they they kind of like each each parent kind of takes on the role of the other kid's parent f- like for a s- short period of time where like there's like this weird dynamic between one of the kids from one of the other families and and one of the parents from the other family like i, I get their like their aunts and uncles and stuff but it's just i don't know it's yeah different. it
0: it gets a little convoluted especially when you just you know as we said, throw so many characters into the mix all at once without like a proper introduction to any of them. Cause it's like, Mm
3: -hmm.
0: it would have been one thing if we could have gotten like, you know, maybe on the car ride to the house at the beginning, we get more of like a conversation between them, that family, the first family, you Mm know, kind of interacting in the car with each other, but you get like two seconds of that and then they're at the house. And then all of a sudden you're thrown in with all these other characters. And it's like, all right cool i guess i mean (laughs) so it it (laughs) did get a little convoluted for me in some parts um yeah but she's talking to chloe how she doesn't want to be there and that she doesn't like the other children and um you can see all the kids like sitting up on the top bunk and they're all like staring at her like being all creepy yeah and uh this is when casey ends up going out and smoking pot with robbie in the greenhouse Mm -hmm. (laughs) because he's out there smoking pot and Mm -hmm. um he's talking about how like she can't stand the kids like they're testing boundaries and blah blah blah. and he's like kind of like you and uh (laughs) yeah that's when he see and i kind of got like a creepy like
2: okay okay so it's not just me it's in my review
1: yeah i talk about this scene a little bit later i don't want to give too much away but this scene was just weird to me even this even this scene whenever he takes
2: her to like the wi-fi spot it's like, it's like, uh, there is like some creepy, weird fucking uncle, niece, incest type of shit going
1: on right now. And then like yeah. to add to it, like she just doesn't like have a tattoo. Her tattoo is of a baby fetus. Yeah. And I was like, that's so weird and awkward to like, that your uncle knows that. And she's like, Oh, don't tell, tell anyone I have
0: this.
2: And it's on her belly. So it's like, she had to lift her shirt up to like show him. And it's, yeah, it was just weird.
0: Well, doesn't he kind of see it though? Because it's kind of like poking out from her her shirt a little bit, and she like lifts it up, and then she's like, "That's." She explains that she was the abortion that got away, kind of thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, and then Chloe like comes and gets them, and she sees them like looking at the tattoo, and she doesn't really say anything or notice anything weird at all. Yeah,
0: yeah, I don't know. They're just
1: weird vibes.
0: Yeah, and I was I I wanted to bring that up because I was I was curious to see if or to hear if you guys had like gotten that vibe too because i was like there are some weird creepy undertones that i'm not Mm -hmm. a huge fan of and they don't elaborate on it but it's like they kind of imply it that they didn't really
2: get a chance to elaborate on
0: it yeah that's true um i mean not that i would want them to elaborate on it no no i don't really want if there's one thing about this movie that they can leave out, they can leave that part out. But it's just like, even with this, like, and I'm I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but even with like the, the tattoo thing, like, why do we care? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. It, it's it's like, yeah, she's a rebel. She goes out and get a ta- gets a tattoo. But it's like, if you're not going to elaborate on it and you're not going to <laughs> elaborate on why she got the tattoo, you just make her out to be like some stereotypical, like, bitchy conniving teenager in they' like fif- like 15 years old like they do in every other movie like it would have been interesting if they could have mm. like made her kind of a kind of a different character like kind of with the same attributes but kind of give her more of a backstory so that we care more about her and why she is yeah. the way she is but they don't do that so it's like why do mm. we care
2: <laughs> and like why why make it a tattoo of that like just why not why doesn't she just have like a regular tattoo that a uh, teenager would like hide behind her parents back and get like a tramp stamp or something like that like why does it have to be like some sort of aborted
1: fetus and i mean like obviously we've never been in that situation so you don't know
0: what that feeling is like but right. it's
1: still very weird to me well
0: mm-hmm. what i took from it is maybe that she feels like she was a mistake like she feels like she's the one that's kind of like the you know, the odd man out in this family, like she doesn't feel like she belongs. So maybe that's supposed to be what that means. Like when she says that she's the abortion that got away, like maybe she thinks, or maybe there's a backstory with her parents saying that she wasn't supposed to be born. I don't know, but we don't get any of that because they don't explain it. So it's, yeah, it it leaves you with all these like unanswered questions and plot holes. And you're like, okay, well, that could have been way better explained. But like Mm -hmm. I said, just me being nitpicky.
2: (laughs) Instead, they just made a super cringy fucking incest scene. yeah
0: Yeah. yuck yeah um so back into the back into the family chaos of it all um Mm -hmm. so after the whole weird awkward greenhouse you know incest whatever you want to call it scene um they're all eating dinner or they're all eating like lunch and this is like another scene that i just like like, I get it. Like, these scenes are supposed to be chaotic, but it's just, like, it gets to a point where it's like, okay, there's too much going on at once. Like, they mm-hmm. they they made you focus on a lot in the scene. Like, the, Leah's sitting under the table playing with her doll. Like, you know, Miranda's still kind of acting weird and, you know, the parents are having all these conversations back and forth and and, uh, Leah ends up getting, like, a knife. One of the knives off the, off the counter and they, like, have to wrestle it back from her. Yeah. And, um, this is when uh, Chloe sees Casey's tattoo, and then she points it out to everybody at the table. And this is like when it gets kind of awkward because then the parents are like, "Oh, we didn't know about this."
1: Yeah, and uh, if I remember correctly, Jonah was like kind of laughing about it.
0: Yeah, like Jonah. Jonah didn't seem too like concerned about it, but <laughs> no, like <laughs> Elaine was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Elaine gave her daughter like a look, like, "Hmm,
1: okay." Yeah yeah and then jonah was like all all for it i was like what the fuck
0: yeah I, well i think it's just supposed to show like oh elaine's the you know more strict parent on her daughter and you know jonah's the the less strict parent but then the roles kind of reverse later on in the film um yeah
1: even whenever she got hit with the sled she's like
0: oh don't worry it was just an accident he didn't do it on purpose and jonah like lost it and started spanking him yeah <laughs> Um, and then this is the scene where Miranda says like she start, she's not feeling well and then she starts crying in this fucking scene. Dude. Graded my goddamn nerves. I'm sitting there yeah. like, oh my yeah. god, this is why I'm not having kids. Yeah. Because then they all start crying. They all start acting up and crying at once. Which,
2: screaming, man. Oh it's god. Like, which, yeah, fuck, I know.
0: which as annoying as it was, I also kind of found it cool for something that I have a theory about later, which we'll get into um towards the end but yeah like they all start crying and acting up and then chloe chloe tries to get miranda to like eat because she's like oh just have your peas you'll feel better and then she like scratches around the face
1: mm-hmm. yeah like none of the kids were eating at all
0: Mm-mm. and then uh jonah ends up taking miranda into her room and she's like still screaming like this whole scene is like five minutes of just miranda screaming and i'm just like can it stop can oh she's going
1: insane
0: make it stop <laughs> make <laughs> oh, yeah. it stop i felt crazy when I was watching this scene, I was like, Oh God, for the love of God, just make her stop screaming. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then this is when Chloe and Elaine are like in the kitchen and they're kind of having that conversation about how, you know, uh, Miranda wasn't feeling well. And Chloe was like, well, why would you bring her here and get the other kids sick if she wasn't feeling well? And Elaine is like, it's not a big deal. Like kids get sick all the time. Like kids get sick. Like it's not a big deal. And then this is when Robbie ends up taking the kids outside to play. And this, this scene, is kind of cool i like the scene it's fucking wild um uh,
1: before we get to this i felt like paulie seemed more sick than miranda did
0: yeah because yeah. like he first showed up he
1: threw her up like right away mm-hmm.
0: yeah and he was like wheezing and, and and i i think elaine said something about him having asthma or something because i think mm-hmm. they they ask about it and she's like oh he just has asthma
2: well and they they also say to some bit like car sickness like oh did the, the car make you sick or something like that
0: yeah um but it's like if he's still acting like that even the next day that's cause for concern in my opinion so like the fact (laughs) that these parents are just like so like not involved (laughs) like so self-involved i should say these parents are just so about everything about them and like they don't really like are paying they're not paying much attention to their kids to be honest with you
3: Mm -hmm.
2: no um
0: and uh this is the scene they lose
2: them like fucking five times here at the whole movie
0: jesus i know (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so they end up like guiding robbie to the to the sled because they have it on top of the hill and uh they end up like he ends up sliding down and there's like a like a spade or a a little like rake thing
2: yeah garden hoe
0: garden hoe there we go that's the word and he ends up like getting it doesn't show it. And that's like another kind of issue that I have with this movie is like I, I I like that it shies away from some of the gore, but I also kind of wish that like we could see it so that we knew what was happening because I was like he has like a gash on his head or something. A oh, gash man, like it's you want to
2: call that a gash? <laughs>
0: yeah. At first I was kind of fuck disappointed but they didn't show it. But
1: then whenever they show what Mark is about to say, it was like holy fuck. Yeah
2: motherfucker's scalp opened and closed man like a door
1: (laughs) yeah this was uh yeah this was the only scene i remember from watching it when it first came out so like this is literally the only thing i remember from this movie as this one kill um and like i like leading up to it too like the kids you're like how the fuck are these kids gonna kill the parents and like you see like leah she's like spinning her dad like around in circles to get him dizzy Mm -hmm. and then put him on the sled and like it's just i thought it's genius like a lot of it is very resourceful
2: yeah a lot of it is like child childhood games like kids always spin around in circles to make themselves dizzy and shit like that so it's like they're they're taking what they know and implementing it into the way that they kill their families Mm
3: -hmm.
0: which is really cool it's like a really Mm -hmm. cool subversion for like a slasher film of this type is
2: yeah because like that's an innocent thing that she's doing like I mean, I spin around with my kid all the time. It's like, you don't think anything of it. Yeah.
1: And then <laughs> when after it happens, watching this movie, <laughs> and then yeah. what happens uh, while this is happening, actually Casey's on her phone trying to call her friend. Oh, and she mm-hmm. like, she just wipes out into the ditch. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then she hears like the screaming and like comes back to the kids.
0: Yeah. They're there. And that's, that's another thing. I'm glad you reminded me about that because I kind of forgot about that because there's just so much going on in these scenes. And sometimes I wish they would have like toned down on the editing a little bit because there's just like, there's Casey falls and then it cuts back to him and then it cuts back. to yeah. Casey. It's like, it's so much to, to process at one time, maybe like watching it more than once would be easier to digest. But this first watch, I was like, holy fuck, there's so much going on. And like, I feel like the editing is, is a little bit too much in some parts like this for this scene in specific, like, did she really need to like trip and fall?
2: It's like, they're trying to, Build, like, a dramatic effect, but it's just become, like, a muddled mess.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but then that's when she hears, like, the screams. Like, she hears the children start to scream. And so she runs back out there, and uh, Casey's standing in there, and then Chloe comes out, and he's, like, laying there, like, covered in blood. And his, fu- like, Mark was saying, his scalp is, like, completely just fucking...
2: It, like, flips up, and it's like, whoa. <laughs> Ugh
0: yep and uh yeah leah and Nikki
1: like run into the woods Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then this is when casey calls an ambulance and like paul uh jonah's trying to like kind of trying to control the chaos and he tries to like get polly and polly ends up slicing him with a knife and then (laughs) follows the other kids into the woods and then um you think that robbie dies in the scene like i was under the impression that he died Um, yeah me too (laughs) and then elaine ends up going into the woods to try to find them because chloe's just sitting there like really great and this i feel like their acting is really good in this scene specifically like especially when elaine's like i don't know what to do like she's sitting there like Mm -hmm. trying to console her sister and she's like i don't know what to do like they're both like sobbing and it's it's like just a lot of chaos and then elaine ends up going in the woods to try to find them and she ends up bumping into casey And Casey admits that she wasn't because she's like, did you see what happened? And Casey was like, no, I wasn't there. And she's like, she admits that she was trying to sneak off and go to the party. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, then she gets that text message asking where she's at. And she sees Leah and starts following her to the woods. So um, this is when Casey's like, here's Leah coughing and crying. She's like crying and coughing. And she goes to round the tree. And that's what this shot
1: was really cool. Because you one? see the one you're like describing right now, like you see Leah's like yellow jacket a little bit. Oh yeah. yeah. The, uh, she's like crying and Casey goes up on the tree. And then in like the background,
0: you see Nikki just standing there, like at the top of the hill. Yeah. Yeah. And then she, uh, I'm assuming I'm, I'm wondering what she's doing in the scene. Do you think she's like killing the cat in the scene?
2: I think the cat's already dead. If they have like the collar hung up in the tent because she's because
0: she's stabbing something because doesn't she have a knife like she's she's doing something i don't know what exactly she's doing sure yeah
2: you don't like you just see her back and like some movement but like you don't you have no idea what she's doing
0: yeah and then casey goes to back away and she slips on like leah's vomit which is gross yeah Yeah.
2: is that what that was was puke
0: i'm pretty sure it was puke yeah yeah because same with paulie's at the beginning of the movie like
1: it did not look like puke. It's just like yeah. this green bile. Yeah. It was gross.
0: Yeah. Blah. And then um Jonah and Miranda in the scene, they're talking and she's asking if he's mad at her for earlier, you know, for freaking out on him. And uh she asks what happened to Robbie and he kind of changes the subject. And they, they say, you know, I love you in Chinese. They do this whole, like, I love you thing in Chinese. And uh she apologizes for hurting him that she was just upset. And he, he says why were you upset and she's like she says casey upset her and then this is the moment where the wheels started to turn for me i was like oh, okay i know where this is going now mm-hmm. like um because it's because i felt like essentially she's now she's trying to manipulate the parents into yeah into thinking that casey's the one that's doing all this and you know that's that's really like the route that they go on from now on during this this movie is they try to like blame casey for everything
1: yeah and uh yeah Yeah, this is where I kind of knew that Miranda was kind of playing like the long game. Mm -hmm. Because she just like kind of like shows up right in the hallway. Kind of like kind of reminded me of The
0: Shining a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. The way she's standing there in the middle of the hallway, just kind of staring. Yeah. 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 And like they're talking on the phone with the paramedics, but they're taking their, they're saying that they're going to take longer, like a half an hour or something like that. Which, and then, yeah, they never show up. (laughs) And they go, yeah, that's
1: another thing I was going to mention too, but they go inside and they are about like trying to tell like the
0: cops or hers on the phone like about Robbie and his body has gone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and you get this really, I really wanted to bring this up because you get this really cool overhead shot of just like Elaine walking, like following this like long trail of just like blood and it looks so cool. Like the shot yeah. looks really cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And then she, like the trail of blood is leading to that yellow tent that we saw earlier and you hear like Leah inside of it yeah and so elaine goes to open the tent and like gasps and like you don't see what is in the tent right away because then you uh polly starts like screaming and crying for his mom which i just think these kids are like for their age they're really smart they're very resourceful because the way i saw it is Mm -hmm. like polly's trying to distract her and like they're trying to keep the phone like they're trying to distract them from what's actually going on and so she runs over to him and he's sitting on top of like the jungle gym and every time she tries to reach for him he keeps backing up Oh, man, this part pissed me off so much. I know. I was like, fucking little brat. (laughs) The kid's just, like, (laughs)
1: screaming like mommy, and he keeps, like, backing away, and I was like, Elaine, just go underneath it and, like, pick him up from the bottom. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And she's wearing high heels trying to climb this thing. It's like...
0: Not only that, but it's fucking slippery. So she ends up slipping. She ends up slipping and falls. And then this shot was the shot that made me cringe because she her no leg, fuck. her leg like bends and then you see the bone just like fucking pop out. Yeah, I
1: did not expect this. So I was like texting Mark um, a little bit of the movie before I started watching. He's like, "Man, I hate you for picking this movie. The fucking children, and the the like the gore in it." And I was like, "How is there that much gore in a movie about children?" <laughs>
0: and they yeah and they they don't shy away from like showing kids getting killed in this movie either so yeah which Uh, is fucked yeah it was it was definitely a different experience for me to watch this film like oh they don't they don't shy away from it at all (laughs) (laughs) um but then this is when Casey finds her lying on the ground and she ends up dragging her the to the greenhouse and uh She's in the greenhouse with her, and she's wrapping the wound. And then they hear Polly like playing on the xylophone again. Which I wanted to bring this up earlier. I forgot. Xylophones are literally the most annoying fucking toy you can ever give a child. Seriously. Yep.
1: Uh, dude, bang, the kids, bang, 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 bang. Yeah. It's like, Ugh. it's like late at night, and the kids are on bed just playing the xylophone. It's like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: did you ever give your kids a xylophone, Mark?
2: Uh, no. They have kazoo's though, and they're really annoying.
0: Oh god, <laughs> I can imagine. Um, and then this is when like the kids start throwing the rocks through the windows. And uh, at the same time that this is happening, Chloe hears them screaming and goes into the tent with Leah, and that's where she finds her husband's body. But he's still alive because she, uh, he's like wrapped under a blanket. And so when she reveals the blanket, you see that there's like a, the baby doll that Leah was holding oh, earlier. It's like fuck. stuffed inside his stomach. <laughs> And like, yeah. I don't,
1: was it like hair hanging from the tent, or was it just like yeah. like necklaces or something that they made up or something?
0: I I thought it was necklaces, but it could have been hair. I yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. What do you think, Mark? What do you think it was? Did you even notice?
2: I thought it was necklaces, but I don't yeah,
0: know. yeah, could have been hair though. <laughs> Knowing these children, it could have been yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, then this is when like Leah starts stabbing holes from the outside of the tent. And then Casey like ends up showing up and pulling Chloe out. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, Chloe thinks that Casey's the one that's doing this. And it's like, so how is she stabbing holes in the tent and trying to pull you out at the same exact time? <laughs> yeah. That yeah. doesn't make sense to me that you think that, okay, but I guess there's a lot going on. So maybe she, you know, could suspect that, but, uh, they end up running back to the house and she ends up locking Casey out. So Casey ends up going back to the greenhouse cause, uh, Um, Elaine is trying to find Polly and he ends up grabbing like a pair of scissors and almost tries to stab the mom Mm -hmm. but then Casey like pushes him into a glass window and but then she ends up tripping and falling too and then the bookshelf falls on there's just so much going on yeah (laughs) and before this uh, Casey like
1: helped like fix up her leg he put like two like splinters on the side of her leg so it kind of helped brace her walk a bit
0: yeah 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 and uh, yeah, so Casey ends up getting pinned under, the, under a bookshelf and like Polly tries to stab her with the scissors, but then Elaine tries to grab him. Like she grabs him by the back of his jacket, but then he like slips and gets impaled oh. on, on like a long ash shard of glass.
2: This is a scene that I was talking about earlier where I was just like, oh my God, like I couldn't fucking imagine.
0: Yeah, and they're, yeah. The, their acting in this scene is really good too because Elaine yeah. just immediately goes into hysterics <sighs> And yeah. uh this is when Jonah ends up coming back into the tent and like he he's like holding um Polly's body and he's like, you're okay, you're fine, you're fine And then you hear um you hear Miranda from outside the the freaking greenhouse like what's going on? What happened? He's like, just stay there. And this is like when I think the the dad starts to suspect that maybe Casey had something to do with this. Yeah.
1: Um, one more thing, like when during Polly's death, I thought it was like a really nice touch. But the director is like when in the the glass shatters, all the falling glass like hits like xylophone. Oh, yeah, yeah, ding, yeah. That was cool.
0: Dean, I thought that was like oh, a really cool. nice touch. And then you see like the mm-hmm. just like the blood start to pool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so they they end up like going in the house, and Casey's trying to explain that Polly tried to stab her in the face. <laughs> She's like, "He was trying to kill. He was trying to kill me." and then she's trying to you know tell like her mom she's like mom tell them like tell them what happened and Mm -hmm. elaine and elaine is like i don't i don't know and then like this is when chloe starts to say like you guys are all fucking monsters like Mm -hmm. you were like she starts accusing elaine of never being a good mother and shit like that and so she ends up like going and running out of the house yeah because at
1: this yeah at this point uh nikki and lee are still gone
0: yeah yeah and uh this is when Casey tries to stop Chloe from going outside, but then like Jonah, like just grabs Casey and just shoves her onto the couch, which quite forcefully, I mean, I uh, oh add yeah. Jesus Christ.
2: Yeah. It was like abusive parent force.
0: Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then him and Chloe, like go out to look for the children. And uh, Casey's trying to explain to her mom that the children are sick. Like don't go near them. And this is when you get that shot of Miranda, like standing in the hallway. I think she's like listening to everything she's saying.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And Chloe goes out there and she finds the swing and all the kids clothes, like there's like the hat and you know, like a scarf and some gloves and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So she's this is when she tar- starts to accuse Casey of being the killer because she's like, Casey's doing this.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and uh so Jonah ends up end up leaving Chloe there. He goes back to the house and Casey's like barricading all the doors in the house. And she goes into the kitchen. Cause I think, I don't know if she's looking for the house phone at this point. Is she, is that why she goes? Yeah. The kitchen. I think she's trying to find the house phone. And when she comes back, Miranda's sitting there on the couch with Elaine. Yeah. Yeah. And, I'm pretty sure Miranda takes the phone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause Casey drag ends up dragging Miranda away from her mom. Mm-hmm. And then gives her mom the knife and yeah. is like, don't let them in. And then Miranda ends up fucking running away from Casey again. <laughs> these children yeah. are constantly these children are constantly running off and um, that's when you get the scene where Chloe ends up like finding her children and yeah. it's kind of like a it's like oh it's such a heartwarming <laughs> moment for a second she's like oh I found you oh and um, and then this scene like as that scene's happening you get like the scene where Chloe or where Casey hears Miranda and she's like imitating like the cat meowing yeah and yeah. so, she, so she goes upstairs and she sees uh, Miranda sitting in her room. And uh, at the same time, you get like the other the other scene of uh, Chloe getting attacked by her children because he's like pulling on her earring. Oh, man, I was I like kept trying not to look. I was like, I don't know
1: if they're going to show it. I wouldn't doubt it if they did. <laughs> but he just like grabs your ear
0: and she's like, Nikki, like, don't do that. Oh and then fucking leah ends up taking i think it's like a knife and just stabs it into chloe's the eye, eye was which was a just, pencil yeah and it doesn't shy yeah, away suppose. from it either no that not. it a definitely shows that part <laughs> yeah um but then i get that at the same time casey ends up like attacking miranda and then miranda's like screaming and making a big fuss and making it seem like casey was the one that attacked her and uh jonah ends up like fucking whacking Casey over the head yeah. what what yeah. was it that she hit her with I'm not really sure
2: The it was like a toy phone or something wasn't it
0: it might have been the actual phone
2: or maybe the actual phone yeah
0: yeah he like whacks her over the head with it and then locks her in that bedroom
2: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, this is when uh, Miranda's like in the room with um, Elaine and she's like uh, Miranda says Miranda sorry <laughs> <laughs> Miranda says, um, "She's like, bye, my mommy. Bye, bye, mommy. Be nice to Leah and Nikki." And she's like, "What do you mm, mean?" Yeah. And she ends up pulling like the fucking splints out that are like supporting. Oh my god! Oh my
1: fuck! That would hurt so much. Such yeah. a bitch. And then like Jonah, <laughs> Jonah just takes her and leaves. And yeah. uh, I love the the actress that played Miranda in this. I thought she did like such a good job, like um, mm-hmm. having her like her nice side and then. Like, this whole end scene when she, like, yanks the splinters in, like, really quickly, leaves with the dad. And then when the dad's leaving at the door, he goes to, like, close the door, but she, like, puts her hand up so the door doesn't close, like, all the way. Yeah. yeah. So the other kids can still get in. It's, like, it's fucking genius. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Like, her, her subtle switches from being, like, nice to, to good. Mm-hmm. It almost kind of reminded me of uh, Esther in Orphan, like, how she can go yeah. from, like, fucking being, you know... Yeah psychotic to immediately playing the victim right away and that that's the other scary thing about this film is that like you know children are children and of course you're gonna believe your child when they say something but it's like what if like your child was manipulating you and and trying mm-hmm. to make you believe in something that's not true it's just crazy like the whole concept yeah. to me is terrifying <laughs> mm-hmm. um but uh i like this next scene because this scene was pretty pretty good with like the tension building because you get the you they end up driving off and then um Casey can see from the bedroom window that like Leah and Nikki are standing outside and like she tells her mom like don't let them in and you see that one of the doors to the to the house is kind of open because the wind blew it open mm-hmm. and so Elaine is like dragging herself to that door and she ends up like locking it just in the nick of time but then mm-hmm. when Casey goes back to the window they're gone and yeah, that it was- didn't show how the children got in the house they're just in there no
1: so the door that was open that's the door that um uh, miranda like hit open before they left like oh yeah yeah and then there was a doggy door in that same oh door. yeah
0: doggy door duh yeah. <laughs> sorry like i said there was so much shit <laughs> going on in this movie that i'm like forgetting certain details and this is the only this is the first time i've watched this movie so yeah yeah. Bear with me folks good. sorry um but um, I really liked this scene because you get the whole scene with Elaine trying to drag herself up the stairs and she's trying to be quiet. And, um, you know, Casey's trying to get the bang, break the door down on the other side. And I like how they kind of paid homage to the shining in the scene. Because mm-hmm. you get the two children standing at the bottom of the stairs and they're coming towards her and she's got like the Elaine's got the fire poker in her hand and she even specifically says stay away from me and she's swinging it as she's saying it mm-hmm. and it really like the moment she did that I was like oh Wendy Torrance from the shining with the baseball bat like because mm-hmm. yeah. it's almost just like that and I like how they did that.
2: And even the scene with uh, with the door too, because like she only breaks out a couple panels out of the bottom of the door so it's it's kind of also very like here's johnny <laughs> yeah
0: yeah um and so like the children are standing there and they're like about to kill her and then casey breaks through the door and then this is when she forces nikki's neck into the piece oh my of god just, oh, you, oh, him. the so one thing like, wow yeah
1: the one thing that bothered me about this scene um is like they're coming up to her and elaine is like has a poker she's like stay away And then she just, like, breaks down. She's like, I can't do it. Like, I can't kill these kids. Mm -hmm. But then, like, she can't kill, like, her niece and nephew or whatever. But then, at the end of the movie, you know what happens. (laughs) It's like, why can you not kill these kids, but... You know, without getting into the very end of it. It's like, what the fuck?
0: Uh, probably just instinct. I don't know. But yeah, I get what you're saying. It kind of, it kind of contradicts her uh, moral character in this yeah. scene with the, with the scene coming up shortly. But yeah, no, like it does not shy away from the gore with children at all in this movie. No. <clears throat> like they don't, they, they show it. <laughs>
1: they do. And, and, and Nikki, uh, Nikki, gets fucked up. It that. is kind of a, it is kind of a cool kill though it is
0: not that it's cool to see a child die but like it was kind of a creative kill i thought Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) but um yeah so then then fucking casey's just like i don't give a fuck i'm killing these kids are dead i'm killing them and she ends up going down she runs down the stairs to try to kill leah but the uh, lane stops her yeah and so they end up just escaping in the car instead and then they come across like the other crash car the one that jonah was driving yeah and you just see like a big gaping bloody hole in the the windshield because Casey gets out of the car to go investigate. And then this is one thing that I was just like, because I know that there was like one part where showing a transition where snow had started to fall and stuff, but I was like, they haven't been gone that long for the snow to cover the dad's body up that much.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a couple issues with this scene. The first was why wouldn't Casey drive the car whenever her mom has a severely broken leg? <laughs> yeah what the fuck is that about (laughs) and also the only way that he could go through the window like that is if they're going you know pretty fucking fast and i highly doubt that he was booking it out of there Mm
0: -hmm. yeah yeah especially in the snow like it doesn't make a lot of sense that he would he would fucking go through the windshield with that much force Yeah. yeah um but yeah i was just like that was like one of the first things i noticed too was you know they wouldn't have been driving that fast plus like i don't think that much snow would have been falling to where you would only see his face underneath the snow. for yeah yeah yeah
1: unless miranda covers she yeah exactly
0: but it didn't look like that it looked like freshly like Mm -hmm. fallen snow is what it looked like to me but i mean she could have covered it up i don't know um but yeah then this is when you get like the whole well because then miranda tries to kill casey because you see miranda running after casey and this is what you were just saying brooke with (laughs) She ends up, like, Elaine ends up flooring it in the car and ends up, like, pinning the pinning Miranda against the her car and the other car. Yeah. Ends up fucking killing her. Brutal, man. Jeez.
1: This that, is what I was thinking before, like, you won't kill these two kids who are about to gut you like a fucking fish, but you'll run your
0: own kid over. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make much sense to me, but, <laughs> you know... It, the way it happens i guess um and it's like when casey starts to vomit and you're like oh shit something's happening with casey Mm because then she starts kind of wheezing too Mm -hmm. and then um you get the like the all the other children coming out of the woods too yeah and uh like they they drive off and like leave the kids behind and you see leah standing there with them yeah
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: and then like for like the the final twist of the film as they're driving off, you kind of see Casey and her face starts to like change into something a little more sinister and then it cuts to the credits. But yeah, (sighs) I don't know. I had a, Oh,
2: go ahead. I was going to say Elaine kind of hesitates before she lets Casey get back into the car too.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Like, I don't know. I don't know what was with the hesitation, but like she doesn't unlock the door right away.
0: Well, because I think she recognizes the symptoms now. She finally, you know, understands, like, because Casey throws up and then she starts wheezing and that's exactly what happened to the other kids. So I think that's, she kind of picks up on that.
2: But if she's outside of the car, how does she know she's wheezing?
0: Because you can hear, oh, that's true.
1: I think think it's because she sees all the other kids and she's like, well, do I want to take the chance of opening the door? Yeah. Maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I have I have like kind of a problem with the way this scene en- with the way this movie ends. I think it's cool that they kind of like show that like there are more kids that are infected with this virus. But what I think would have been a cooler ending is if like there was no virus at all, and these kids were just honestly sick with like a common cold or a flu. But Miranda or um, Casey have conv- have brainwashed these kids into this plan, and you find out that they were never sick all along. They were just like demented. Oh. Like they were just mm-hmm. fucked in the head. Yeah. I think that would have been cooler, but with this ending showing that there's more kids shows that it's a, like a virus instead of, mm-hmm. yeah. cause like it would have been cool if like all this talk about a virus mm-hmm. throughout this whole movie. And so you think it's just a virus that's infecting these kids. And then at the end you find out, no, it's not a virus at all. They're just fucking psycho. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that would have been a, a much better way of ending this film, but they didn't do it that way. So it's fine.
1: <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't mind the ending to be honest
0: yeah i i mean it wasn't a bad ending i'm just saying like it would have been for me it would have been less predictable like not saying that the kids all the kids coming out out of the woods and you finding out all of them are like infected too is predictable i'm just saying like the casey thing was pretty predictable to me
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah um but yeah that's what happens that's the children for you folks
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> that's the way the blood splatters oh wait <laughs>
0: <laughs> god that was a lot of lot to get into like i said this movie is pretty chaotic from beginning to end it doesn't really yeah. slow down to be honest with you
1: yeah like there's some good chaotic and there's some bad chaotic
0: <sighs> yeah <laughs> um but uh did you guys have any final thoughts on this film before we get into our story and quality mm.
1: no no i don't think so
0: cool all right, so uh, get into our story rating and our quality rating. So who wants to go first?
1: I'll take the reins go. on it since okay. Mark,
0: Mark always hesitates. I know. Ha- Mark waits like five seconds before he answers. He's like, oh, well. I'm too nice. All right,
1: so I'll go first. Okay, so I'm going to make a slight adjustment to my original ratings. Okay. Um, for my story, I'm going to give it a 2 out of 10. Okay. Okay. Uh, Not many movies take the route of killing kids, let alone show it. Um, It's ballsy as fuck. And right now, I don't mind seeing it, but I I can tell that Mark has some things to say about it because he was pretty quiet when we were talking about those (laughs) scenes.
2: I don't like kids dying.
1: Well, of course, no (laughs) one does, but it didn't bother (laughs) me that much. I thought it was pretty ballsy for them to do it. Um, my biggest problem was there's no explanation whatsoever about what the sickness is or how they got mm-hmm. it. Um, I did like a couple of the characters, but most were annoying slash assholes and, uh, yeah. So <laughs> two out of 10 for story. Nice. What about quality, Brooke? Quality. I gave it a eight out of 10. Um, I was pleasantly surprised at this movie. I thought it was very good. I would definitely watch it again. I feel like this one does not get talked about whatsoever. Um, The acting I thought was really good, especially with that many kids in a movie. Uh, Very creepy and eerie. The kills were gnarly. And I liked the cinematography and the score as well. Um, I'm really surprised that this director hasn't done more movies because I feel like there was a lot of little things in it that he added to it that made it so much better that we discussed quite a few times during this, this watch.
0: Yeah. Like a lot of things that he like expanded on and uh, made a lot better. Just like,
1: yeah. Like little like camera things and, you know, little tricks and stuff like that. So um, story two out of 10 and quality eight out of 10. Nice. What about you, Mark?
2: Well, Burke and I had like the same final overall score, but my story, I gave it a four out of 10. I said, I said, I like the idea with it, but we're left with too much at the end to ponder about. Uh, We can assume that this is some sort of a disease because there's been hints throughout the whole movie um, with like Leah coughing up the blood. And then we get a microscopic microscopic zoom in of the blood cells. But other than that, we have no idea like what's really going on. Like we don't know what this disease is or whatever. There's like we've said before, there's no backstory on any of it. Um, the parents in this movie are infuriating because they're just like, like we said before, like they don't have a control on these kids even before they're like on this killing spree, and there's just like some very poor decision making throughout the movie. Uh, I mentioned the weird borderline incestual uncle niece relationship developing before Robbie gets his scalp shaved off. Uh, I think. I think with a little more story on what's going on, this movie could be a lot better. Um, I also mentioned the screaming children were a lot to handle. When the movie's an hour and a half long and 20 minutes of it is kids screaming at the top of their lungs, it gets pretty annoying and unbearable. And then I said, I said, picture the Baba Duke car scene, but with five kids instead of one.
0: <laughs> That's a perfect fucking perspective on that, yeah. actually. That you couldn't like that. get that better.
2: That whole dinner scene just drove me fucking crazy. Uh, the quality, I gave it a six out of ten. I said the adult acting was pretty decent, but the kids weren't the greatest. Uh, in the dramatic type scenes, like they're good, like as portraying like creepy kids, and I mean, I guess any kid, any kid can be good at screaming at the top of their lungs, but when it comes to like actual acting, they weren't the greatest. Uh, but with that being said, the actress who played Leah was really good at making like that creepy, silent kid face, and like just the way she like the camera kind of pans to her every once in a while. Um, the kit, uh, the kills and gore were a high point in this movie, and pretty much every killer injury made me clench up, most specifically, the scalp flap. <laughs> I said the setting wasn't anything special, but it also wasn't horrible. And the same can be said about the script and score for me.
0: Very nice. So for my story, I gave it a five out of 10. Um, I said, this film brings a pretty fresh perspective to the slasher genre as the kids are the killers instead of your typical mask slash knife wielding maniac. Uh, It's terrifying to think that your children could turn on you at any moment. And the film executes that concept brilliantly, Uh, The twist at the end is surprising, but I feel like it could have been a little bit more, I don't know, like I said at the end of our discussion right before we got into this, I just feel like the ending could have been better if the twist was better executed, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, The story does get a little bit convoluted and confusing at times. This virus that the children are exposed to is not expanded upon And why are the children affected? What does the, where does the virus come from? This film leaves a lot of unanswered questions. And while that might be good for some films, I would have liked to see more of a progression or how these kids contracted this virus. Uh, The story also kind of takes off a bit too quickly for me. And I would have liked to see a little bit more character building before we get into the carnage and the bloodshed. And I said, the story overall just kind of leaves me wanting more. So, Mm -hmm. Um, but I gave the, I gave it a five just because I feel like the, you know what we were talking about earlier with the kids using, you know, these, these innocent little like playtime things as ways to kill their parents. Like I, I found that really interesting and I found their the concept of the whole idea very interesting. So that's why it gets a high score for me um, as far as a five goes. So yeah. Um, for the quality, I gave it a seven out of 10. I said the acting in this film is well done from everyone involved um, specifically the adults Uh, The cinematography is very beautiful uh, and it's, it's, there's a lot of great tension building scenes just off the cinematography alone um, that I feel like they did a really good job executing. I said, the gore effects are also very well done Uh, where this film falls flat for me in quality is the overall story, as I mentioned in my story rating. So that's why it doesn't Mm -hmm. get like a higher score than a seven for me. Okay. So Yeah. We were all kind of all over the map with this one, weren't we? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. With our ratings. Um, so Brooke, what was your favorite scene of this film? So my favorite scene
1: was, uh, any scene with Leah and Nikki in the woods. Mm -hmm. Um, I just thought that the chemistry, like the chemistry between the two, the two kids, I thought was really well done. Like you could tell that they are brother and sister in the movie. Um, just very very creepy and mm-hmm. like chloe she like it's her two kids so she's like oh i finally found you everything's okay and then, like they just like grab her earring and even at like the end scene whenever they're about the killie lane and they have her fucking earring in his hand oh, it has yeah. like the skin yeah. on it still it's like oh yeah. so yeah just like any any scene with them in the woods i thought was really well done nice And uh, what would be your least favorite scene, Brooke? So my least favorite scene is the interaction between Robbie and Casey in the shed. Uh, Mm -hmm. Very weird and disturbing. I mean, we talked about that scene for like five (laughs) minutes, so not much more to expand on. But that scene was if they could just like cut that out of the movie would
0: make this movie a lot better. (laughs) I agree. Uh, What about you, Mark? Uh,
2: My favorite scene, I said, is Robbie's kill. I said it's the first kill in the movie and they really set the bar high for the rest of the kills throughout the movie. And like, it kind of like, you don't expect a movie like this to be high in the gore factor, but it, it kind of took me by surprise to see this. Cause like you guys were saying, like, Cause we see Robbie just like laying in the snow and there's blood everywhere. And I'm just like, where the fuck is he bleeding from? And then you, they flip him over and you see that head flap. And I'm like, Whoa, okay. There it is.
0: And <laughs> oh, I hate that word though. No head flap. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> no. Uh, what is your least favorite scene? Mark?
2: My least favorite scene was the dinner table scene when all the kids are screaming and crying. I said, I can't stand that stuff in movies. I have a one year old at home. So I hear crying enough as it is. I didn't need to hear it through like five minutes of this movie.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, so for me, my favorite scene was, uh, the whole scene like leading up to where Elaine is about to get killed by uh, Nikki and Leah. I thought they did a really good job building the tension in that scene mm-hmm. and I really like the the subtle homage to The Shining in the scene as well. Uh, which might be biased because I love that movie but I really like how they kind of incorporated that little subtle homage without you know it being too much as a of a nail on the head. I felt like they kind of did it just right. Yeah. Um, and I thought the kill of Nikki was cool even though we're talking about a child dying. Like (laughs) it was it was a cool like it was a cool scene um i'm gonna agree with mark on this and i'm gonna say my least favorite scene was one that actually like all of my least favorite scenes are the scenes where they're all interacting with each other just because i feel like it's so annoying like you've got a conversation with the adults over here you've got the children crying and screaming over here it's just too much like and there were way too many of these scenes in this film that I was just like, okay, like I'm over this. Like the first 20, the first 25 minutes of this film is just like incense, incessant, like fucking groups of them chattering and children screaming and chaos erupting. And it was just too much. So like all, I would have to say all the scenes with like all the adults and the children interacting with each other before, like the, the killing actually starts happening Mm -hmm. for me. It was just, it was too much. um last but not least we have the imdb score we have a solid six out of ten would you guys say that that's a fair rating as far as this film goes or would you give it a, a, a lower rating or a higher rating
2: it's i said six is like maybe the absolute highest point that i could give this but for me it's like <clears throat> it's closer to like a five or a five point five
1: yeah i would i would definitely agree with the number higher than six um i would yeah probably like what mark said between like i don't know 5.4
0: or 5.6 yeah yeah i'd probably give this movie i really don't think it deserves a six
2: a six on imdb too which is pretty high for a horror movie
0: yeah i don't know i don't think it deserves that rating just for all of like the things that they could have done better with it like yes Mm -hmm. the concept is great the idea is something that hasn't really been done before um you know and the way they executed it was pretty good but i just feel like there's those story elements that i just feel like we could have really benefited from if they would have Uh like spent a little more time like really fleshing out these characters and and you know because i didn't care about any of these characters the only two characters i was really invested in were casey and elaine but elaine i wasn't invested in until almost the very end of the movie so it's like you have one character that you're kind of sort of invested in through the whole movie and then you know it just i don't know it did it left a lot for me it wanted it left me wanting more so i think a yeah. five for me
2: and i think on rotten tomatoes it got like a 74 from the critics which i found crazy
0: that is really crazy yeah but I don't know maybe maybe we're being too harsh on this because this is all our first like technically this is all our first watch I mean Brooke you said you've seen this movie once before but it was so long ago that it might as well be your first watch exactly yeah so maybe if we were to watch it again we'd pick up on little subtle things that we didn't pick up before but as far mm. as it goes right now like it's it's getting a five from me so mm. it's getting a five for me dog but um yeah Alright guys, so now it is officially time to play the We Love Horror Trivia Game Show. Hello, horror guys and gals, and welcome to We Love Horror's Impossible Movie Trivia, hosted by our lead freak,
2: Michael. Test your wit against the odds and see if you can make it out alive. Heed my warning, though. This trivia is not for the faint of heart.
0: Proceed. If you dare,
2: (laughs) put your claws together, ghouls, and give it up for the host, Michael.
0: Hello, horror guys and gals, and welcome to the We Love Horror Trivia Game Show. I am your host with the most, Michael, and today I am joined by two lucky contestants. You may know them as Mark and Brooke. Welcome to We Love Horror Trivia. How are you guys?
1: Fantastic! Woo! So happy to be here!
0: (laughs) Woo! Um, are you guys ready to play We Love Horror Trivia?
2: Yes, sir! yeah!
0: All right, so for the first episode of season two, I decided to do We Love Horror Trivia and take it to the next level and change some things up a little bit, so uh for the first person that gets to answer the first question if they get it wrong the person behind them gets to answer the question and if they answer the question correctly they steal the point from the other person so and uh, whoever answers the most questions at the end of the round wins the other contestant however gets escorted from the premises by leatherface over here question number one mark what and these are multiple choice uh what is the name of the clown played by Sig? Hague in rob zombies film the devil's rejects and house of a thousand corpses is it a joseph grimaldi b bonzo c jingles the clown or d captain spalding
2: captain spalding
0: that was correct sir it was captain spalding so let's put a point on the board for mark all right brooke you ready for question number two yes sir Which other famous haunting case did Ed and Lorraine Warren from The Conjuring also investigate? Is it A, the the Cecil Hotel, B, the Stanley Hotel, C, the Bell Witch Haunting, or D, Amityville?
1: I'm going to go with the Bell Witch.
0: Sorry, Brooke. It was not the Bell Witch. Sorry. Better luck next time. All right, Mark, can you answer this question correctly?
2: D, the Amityville haunting.
0: That is correct, sir. Let's put another point on the board for Mark.
1: Dag nabbit.
0: <laughs> All right, Mark, question number three. This one is a little bit of a trickier question. So, how much screen time does Hannibal Lecter actually have in Silence of the Lambs? Is it A, 32 minutes? B, 16 minutes? c 24 minutes or d 40 minutes
2: i'm gonna say c 24 minutes
0: nope that is incorrect sir brooke if you can get this question correct you can steal the point
1: i'm gonna go with 16 minutes
0: that is correct sir you get a point on the board so are we we are uh mark is leading by two brooke close behind with one point All right, Brooke, let's see if you can get this next question right. So question number four, how many different timelines currently exist in the Halloween franchise, not including season of the witch as a separate timeline, a three B four C six or D nine. I'm going to go with B B four. Yeah. Is that your final answer? That is yes. Correct, sir. It is four (laughs) separate timelines. So now you guys are tied. So Mark has two points. Brooke is tied with Mark with two points as well. So tight game. It could be anybody's game. So question number five, Mark in Psycho, what is the fake name Marion Crane uses to sign the guest book at the Bates Motel? Is it a Marion Chambers, B Miriam bird, C Marie Samuels or D Marion Joseph?
2: Hmm. I'm going to say, cause it's a Hitchcock movie. I'm going to say B.
0: Miriam bird. Yeah. Sorry. That is incorrect. Mark. God damn it. Brooke, if you can steal, if you can get this right, you get to steal the point from Mark. So um, is it a Marion chambers B Miriam bird C Marie Samuels or D Marion Joseph.
1: I'm going to go with uh, C. Samuels.
0: That is correct, sir. You son of a bitch! <laughs> Take that. <laughs> Brooke is now taking the lead over Mark with three to two. Let's see if Mark can come back with it. All right, Brooke. Question number six: In Black Christmas from 1974, what song do the carolers sing during Barb's murder? Is it A. Oh, come ye all ye faithful? Is it B. Silent Night, Holy Night? C. Oh, Holy Night? Or D. Silver Bells?
1: Fuck. I'm gonna go with C. <laughs>
0: Incorrect, sir. Sorry. Mark, if you can answer this question correctly, you get to steal the point from Brooke. So is it I'm A, gonna... O come all ye faithful? B silent night, holy night. C O holy night, or D Silver Bells. And Mark, if you don't answer this question correctly, gonna be very disappointed considering you said this is one of your favorite horror films. <laughs> 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 and it's a Canadian horror film, so you should know this answer, Brooke. I say D. Silver Bells? Yeah, that is incorrect it's oh come all ye felt f- all ye faithful damn it uh, i knew it wasn't silent night because
1: that's all in every fucking <laughs> christmas movie <laughs>
0: all right mark question number seven which film in the saw franchise has the most traps and the highest kill count is it a saw two b saw three c saw six or d saw 3d the final chapter
2: I'm going to say six.
0: That's Fuck. incorrect. All right, Brooke, if you can answer this correctly, you get to steal the point from Mark and hold the lead. So is it A, Saw 2, B, Saw 3, C, Saw 6, or D, Saw 3D, the final chapter?
1: I'm going to go with uh, 3D, the final chapter.
0: That is correct, sir.
1: Fuck's sakes.
2: I was going to say that one too. All
0: right, Brooke, you're leading by 2, 4 to 2 now. Brooke, you ready for question number 8? Yes, sir. Which 2000 which 2000s horror film did filmmaker Takashi Mike appear in as an actor? Is it A, Cabin Fever, B, The Grudge, C, Hostel, or D, Dead Silence?
1: I feel like I've seen this trivia before or someone of our podcasts have talked about this.
0: Maybe Porcelain Peak. <laughs>
1: maybe Uh, i'm gonna go with hostile that is correct sir it is hostile
0: (laughs) (laughs) you are now five to two your mark i don't yeah i don't think mark's coming back from this (laughs) mark i will not give up (laughs) (laughs) all right mark question number nine Who was cast as Freddy Krueger in A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, before the filmmakers realized they couldn't get just anyone to play Freddy? Was it A, Derek Mears, B, Jackie Earl Haley, C, Robert Shea, or D, an unnamed extra?
2: Oh, man. I actually brought this up in our fucking episode. What was it? Uh, Fuck, 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 fuck.
0: Rhyme the names off again. Okay, so A, Derek Mears, B, Jackie Earl Haley,
2: Definitely C, wasn't
0: Robert Shea, or D, an unnamed extra?
2: It's got, it's got to be Robert Shea, because I know it wasn't the first two.
0: That's what? incorrect. Robert Shea? Yeah, that's incorrect. All right, Brooke, if you can answer this question correctly, you get to steal the point. So was it A, Derek Mears, B, Jackie Earl Haley, C, Robert Shea, or D, an unnamed extra?
1: I'm going to go with unnamed
0: extra. Ding, ding, ding. That is correct, sir. (laughs) That is is five to two. All right.
2: Robert Shea was Robert Shea was a producer on it. That's the
0: fucking that's what I was getting confused. Oh, damn. You really had me questioning that for a second, Mark. I was like, oh, man,
2: I like I'm with Brooke. I could have swore I said Robert Shea's name in that fucking episode that you
0: probably did but you were probably referring to him as like the producer and saying that he was related to lynn shea if i remember correctly i'm pretty sure you did bring him up but it wasn't because he was he was originally supposed to play freddie final question brooke are you ready yes sir in the texas chainsaw massacre what is the name on the side of the truck that runs over the hitchhiker is it a gunner hansen b so long sally c Black Maria or D, Toby Hooper? Um, hmm, I don't even remember seeing any writing on that. I'm
1: going to go with uh, So Long Sally.
0: That's incorrect. All right, Mark, if you can answer this question correctly, you get to steal the point from Brooke. So was it A, Gunnar Hansen, B, So Long Sally, C, Black Maria, or D, Toby Hooper?
2: I say Black Maria.
0: That is correct, sir. Hey. Hey. (laughs) Nice job. Nice job. We have a winner, folks, and that would be Brooke. Congratulations. Oh yeah. You won the first episode of We Love Horror Trivia Game Show. So congratulations to you, Brooke.
1: Thank you. Eat shit, Mark.
0: No. (laughs) Mark, better luck next time. Boo. Thank you all for tuning in to the We Love Horror Trivia this Game Show, and we will see you next week. See you guys later. This home. This home. Well, that was fun, guys. Thank you for participating. In the first ever We Love Horror Trivia game show round of season two. That was fun. It was fun. Thank you. Thank you. Um, And thank you again for coming on the episode as well. I had a blast with you guys, as I always do. So it's it's always a good time when I have you guys on. So
2: yeah, this was fun.
0: Yeah, it was a great time. Um, uh, But before we go, would you guys like to plug in your podcast one last time for the listeners?
2: Okay. Uh, (laughs) So we are a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And Brooke has won the trivia challenge because he's an asshole. It's about time you won one. No, I'm just kidding. Um, But uh, yeah, we're a weekly horror podcast. Each week we talk about a different horror movie at length. Um, We're always open to collaborations and whatnot. So shoot us a DM. Uh, You can find us on all social medias at a podcast on Elm Street. And uh, yeah, we're always open to talk to people. We love talking to people. I don't know (laughs) where I'm going with this, but uh, we're friendly Canadians. We're friendly Canadians. There we go. Yeah. So shoot us a DM if you ever want to collaborate or if you just want to shoot the shit.
0: Very nice, Mark. Very nice. Well, um, before we go, I will uh, plug in my podcast real quick. So I'm Michael from the We Love Horror podcast. Um, I'm also a weekly podcast that just uh, talks about various horror related topics. I have different uh, guests on each week. And uh, this week we, or this month, we are doing the winter in July theme. And so winter themed horror films all month long. So it's going to be a good time. I hope you guys will all tune in. And um, I also want to thank Mark and Brooke once again for becoming patrons of the We Love Horror podcast. Really appreciate it. Um, I also want to shout out my other top tier patrons. So Josh Bowers from the Horror Movie Crew, Anthony Silva from Porcelain Peak, Heather Silman from Wednesday wine and horror and our good old friend Mark right here from a podcast on Elm street. So Ooh. thank you. <laughs> and, uh, if you guys are interested in, um, pledging to my Patreon, you can find the link in my bio on Instagram. Um, I also release early episodes for patrons. So you, if you guys are interested in getting the episodes early, uh, you can subscribe to my Patreon. Um, and, uh, yeah, I also have my merch that just came out last week. So thank you again, Brooke, for, you know, buying a shirt for me. I appreciate it. No, you're welcome.
1: It's uh it's very pretty.
0: I love it. I love the way it looks. <laughs> it was really cool to get to see it like on somebody. Cause I've only seen like the, I haven't seen like the three dimensional version mm-hmm. of it, like on somebody's body. So it was cool to get to see it like on you. So thank you again, Mark, for doing that. Or Brooke, sorry. I
2: was gonna say, what did I do? <laughs>
0: Thank you again, Brooke, for <laughs> doing that. <laughs> Jesus, I've been hanging out with you guys too much. I'm mixing your guys' names up now. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, thanks again for coming on, and uh, we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.